How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going today, Dave? It's also going pretty fucking swell, which I think I said last time. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Do you want to know why? Sure. It's because I apparently stopped working at noon. They said, like, well, actually, um, I think the head of IT called me. They're like, hey, uh, just letting you know, we're going to be letting people know that they can go around like noon. And I'm like, for the day? Or like, <laughs> is this one of those like Christmas firings? And he's like, oh, no, 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 for the day. And I was like, oh, okay, nice. <laughs> you can go. I'm by that, I mean, you need to go. <laughs> you gotta go. Clean out your desk. Like, I work from home. Yeah, but still. <laughs> We're going to need that work laptop back. I'm like, ah, kind of <laughs> like it. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty good. <laughs> I'm playing games on it right now, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten that far yet, but mm. I definitely will have Discord up kind of throughout the day. That's Maybe fair. just comment on some things and then YouTube or music constantly because uh, in the silence, I feel alone and in my thoughts... Mm. I do really like uh, music <laughs> to just brush completely past <laughs> <laughs> strangers in the night, <laughs> not even looking at each other. Really, <laughs> Too seriously. Like, so like, yeah. what have you been listening to? Um, any old staples I, or any new discoveries? I was catching up on um, discovery, the Spotify discovery weekly. I did. I did get the, uh, um, you listen to Spotify, right? So you got your year in review like yes. breakdown did you take a look at that did you see what genres you listen to i don't think i looked at the breakdown because i can tell you i can tell you what my number one genre was and it was vapor soul <laughs> that's apparently the music i listen to more than any other type <laughs> i don't know what that is <laughs> i don't either but is this the, your top songs 2020 yeah, so there, there was one there where they have like a Facebook like collage of here's the song you listen to the most. And like during January, this was your top song. And they told, told say, say the top genre. Um, so Vapor Soul. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I listened to a bunch of like indie pop and like weird vapor nonsense. So I guess that makes sense. I'm personally seeing like some Aesop Rock, mm -hmm. uh, Darren Korb. Those are good. Ed Harrison. Oof. Infected Mushroom. Some Idols in there. A lot of Oliver Tree and Poppy and Priest. Yeah. That's quite a spread. I think you have more music diversity and like what you listen to than I do. Maybe. To me, just like if it sounds technically good or like aesthetically pleasing, I'm like, you you go on the list, my friend. Right. So like everything that's um, Oliver Tree is like very easy listening, but kind of mm -hmm. cool. Like, oh, I'd put this on at a party. Right. And I'd also put Priest on at a party because <laughs> every party I throw will now be Halloween themed. <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, that is that is the recurring one. Um, this is definitely the year for... Uh, listening to music i was uh uh listening to like new york times stuff and they were talking about you know how talk shows or like things where pe listeners would call in and like talk about their problems and things uh have been like exploding over the year just a lot of people 
wow. in need of support like that, which makes sense. I still think it's weird to call into a thing. I don't think I've ever done it. I mm-hmm. once considered it for a radio thing because their question was, all right, call in for the next lyric for a chance at $100. Uh, mm-hmm. What is the following lyric for who lives in a pineapple under the sea, <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants? And then I actually knew absorbent and yellow and porous is he, but I was like 13. Uh-huh. And we yeah. were out at like a Kmart with my mom. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going to call a fucking radio station. And that was the only time it's ever occurred to me. That was your moment to slip through the fingers. Like how many years later, still regretting 17 years later. <laughs> not regretting. Regret. <laughs> but that would have been huge because uh, my allowance was I was 13, so yeah, wasn't getting income outside of like I can afford a slushy here and there. Man, I remember those like those early teenage days of like McDonald's Monopoly or like Taco Bell and 64 giveaway things, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this could be it. This is this is my only in. And how can I justify fast food? But there's prizes. <laughs> Hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Right. <laughs> Is your mom like makes a like delicious lasagna spread and has all this stuff and like uh broccoli and all, all like just tons of delicious food ready for dinner and you're like Taco Bell though sounds pretty good. <laughs> I I know you didn't have this exact experience because uh, you went to school far away from where your parents lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I would like come back on breaks, I mean obviously like parents would cook something for dinner, but you're now an adult doing your own cool shit. So sometimes like you would go out with friends and like grab talk about and come back in the basement. Mom's right. like, Oh, do you want a shepherd's pie? And you're like, nah, I'm good. And you're like quesaritos. And you kind of just like shuffle downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like now having actually cooked good food here and there, not always. Uh, um, what a, what a fucking kick in the teeth. Yes. Yeah. Home cooked meals are honestly like I think the older I get, the more I appreciate just how ridiculously like satisfying it is compared to to ordering food in or something like that. One, somebody's cooking for me, so they're subservient to me, which is a, a great <laughs> feeling in and of itself. <laughs> right. um, but no, there's definitely like a lot of love and care that has to go into a home cooked meal, even if it's like a simple one. Mm-hmm. Like they're taking the time to do prep and whatever to make a thing happen yeah also it's usually like savory in my experience yes yeah it's more comfortable i think is 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 like a way to put it i don't even know if it has to be necessarily comfort food but like i don't know i don't know it it is more satisfying i think to me than any other food i could order in and there's some pretty good places around here so just saying wawa now has what they're calling brisket mm-hmm. for the sandwiches you're saying it tastes pretty good i believe it doesn't taste like brisket but it tastes pretty good <laughs> <laughs> i mean wawa does have some good stuff though <laughs> i can't i can't turn around and disparage wawa um but yeah i don't know that's uh that's the year you know disparage wawa listen to music that's the year that is the year that's you know so- the two things of the year that really stood out to me. <laughs> right. Wawa started offering brisket. We listened to music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been quite a year. Um, obviously, uh, 
I think that there's been a lot more serious stuff going on this year than we usually talk about in our episodes, but we had some exceptions to that. We had um, the episode where we talked about like Black Lives Matter. Um, we even had our like donation link up there um, for people looking for places to do that. We've had multiple times we talked about coronavirus. Like it's impossible to completely. What we're saying is we're doing our part. All right. <laughs> yes. We've gone above well, and beyond. You know, it took two minutes to. But yeah, it's like. It's definitely not like the, the pod. This podcast is not the place for it, per se. Hmm. Um, because there's like a wealth of actual resources out there. But it's one of those things that we felt was actually so big to like, you can't ignore it entirely. Right. It's like for those who do have a platform, however small and cute and on Spotify, like Mm -hmm. it deserves a fucking mention. Um, (laughs) Obviously, everyone's aware of everything going on with COVID still. But um, as of this recording, it is nice to say like there are vaccines going out now. Mm -hmm. Does everyone who's getting them deserve them? No. Um, (laughs) But there are a lot of people at hospitals, like some of the people who I play Dota with. Uh, they have family members who work in the healthcare industry. So it is definitely heartwarming, almost optimistic to like, yeah. hear about that. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be this quick. I thought that, like, you know, people weren't going to be vaccinated until, you know, midway through next year, maybe early next year at the best, but it seems like things are kicking off. So, yeah. I actually, here's how optimistic I am, right? I actually mm-hmm. had a discussion with my direct boss saying like, so you think we'll have to like come back into the office or can we keep working remote? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I was like, I just want to lock that in before, you know, they force me to come back. Mm-hmm. I did uh, last week uh, head into the office and pick up my work PC and set it up here. So I am full on remote at this point. It is a uh, it's a it's a major life shift, but it was a major life shift that was made back in March, so it seems less impactful <laughs> now. <laughs> is that something you think you're going to want going forward? Probably, I think so. I think like for career wise, if there was like a big incentive to like go into the office and there was a lot of justification for it, like I mean, like for consistent work, that might be something I would pivot towards, but. Um, in general equivalent work doing what I do now somewhere else, whatever here. Um, I think work from home actually is pretty nice and it cuts out a lot of the, uh, a lot of the nonsense, I guess. Good yeah. and bad nonsense. I, I gotta say slightly graphic, but like there've been times I've been doing some work stuff. Maybe I had to like go poop or something. Mm-hmm. And afterwards I'm like, you know what? We actually have the time to shower and just, you know, feel a lot better about everything. So Mm -hmm. poop, shower, come back to work. It's been like 10 minutes and I couldn't do that if I was in the office. Yeah. Because after that first time, they don't let you into the office to poop again. (laughs) Where's Dave? He's showering. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a, it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big change. Um, But, uh, one side effect of the everything going on. I mean, most of our friends, I think, are pretty pretty fortunate in boats similar to us. Not 
if they're impacted, not massively so to the point of like full on unemployment or something like that, you know, some exceptions, but um, uh, with everybody being home so long and not going out to do things, we've played a lot of video games this year. What Jake's trying to say is, listen, guys, we know this year has been rough, but uh-huh. <laughs> look on the bright side. You living in a tent outside of the city limits. Me still in my apartment playing video games. Could say, count your count my blessings. <laughs> oh, I was just trying to meme on the like every fucking commercial they have now. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, COVID, we get it. It's been hard <laughs> on you, right? But don't you want to come to Subway or buy this car? <laughs> I think COVID, we get it, is like the worst possible slogan you could have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. You got it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It's... Sorry, I derailed you. I oh, know, that's fair. Let's talk about some of the, the games that we have been playing, maybe touch on like some past episodes, games that we covered. Mm-hmm. Look at some of the highlights, lowlights, because yeah. that's what this episode is. Uh, this is this is our year in review episode. If the title didn't give it away, um, we do these roughly once a year for the purpose of review. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I said, we covered we covered a lot of stuff here uh, this year. So if people have been listening full year, some of these some of these titles should sound familiar. Um, one of the uh, one of the highlights I think this year for for me was we committed to um, play through and prep play through at least partially and prep a Last of Us Part One episode, um, and then immediately the following week, the subsequent <laughs> week, cover Last of Us Part Two, which I didn't think we would have like the ambition to do. That's a lot of gameplay, actually. To it condense. is. But for how anticipated it was, I think I got it like Thursday or Friday. I'm just like this weekend. Uh, like I'll, I'll stop on Discord and say hello for like meals and then I'm going back in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was an aggressive timeline. Did I? I'm kind of curious because this is one of those games. It's since, since been overshadowed by other games controversies. <laughs> but like <laughs> there was a lot of um, a lot of ruffled feathers about the last of us Two release and like uh, a lot of video game critics online and people are just in general, they're like, oh, this is the worst story ever. We hate this structure. Like we hate these characters. This was abysmal. I have no initiative. This doesn't make any sense. Do you feel like any of that's settled out now that some time has passed? And do you look back on the game as like a net? This is an excellent experience. Or do you think that, changed it this many months on uh so in general i think people are stupid as a whole i can never emphasize that (laughs) enough um (laughs) agreed (laughs) so like a lot of the criticism i that i saw i'd agree i agreed with and it's for like how the story is kind of paced out and like where they kind of folks you with certain characters Mm -hmm. because personally for me i didn't really need a lot of that overall did i enjoy the experience yes it was a good time Mm -hmm. um and it built onto an existing story that I liked. So I like to see, like to follow that through and see where it went. But on the other side, I don't think it was a fucking masterpiece either. Right. It, it definitely falls somewhere in the middle. I enjoyed it, 
but like I understand where the criticism is coming from, mm-hmm. and I agree with some of them. I think it's the best okay. way. It's that like if you have fair. a friend who's like kind of shitty, you're like, yeah, they're kind of an asshole. That's kind of their thing. It's like I like them. Everyone else <laughs> might not. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I get that. I think this might be the year for temporary expectations <laughs> in in some ways, but even <laughs> with temp- <laughs> also expectations. that cough was its own. That was a legitimate kind of cough. kind of a nod. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd agree uh, that uh, ultimately I'm just going to see it as like a really fun game that I remember the story for. So that's good. Um. As always, we covered plenty of games that didn't come out this year, but we hit a lot of like, I would say like hotly anticipated games or games that I really um, enjoyed. One of those was Prey. Uh, I'm pretty sure I bought this for you at least a while back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably like two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sometimes people buy me games. I'm like, oh, I, this is something that's like a meme and I have to put up with it. Other mm-hmm. times you'd be like, hey, here's this thing that I really liked and I think you'll like. Yeah. And I didn't know how much Jake liked it and why. I mean, he described it to me, but I apparently ignored him. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I played, I'm like, yeah, this is entirely up my, my up my alley. Mm-hmm. But that was a solid one. It gave yeah. me Bioshock vibes without having to go back and play dated Bioshock. That's fair, actually. It's got a lot of that, uh, a lot of that vibe. I think like as far as the list of games we covered this year. It's got to be one of my top, if not the top, from the things that we covered. Top as in most enjoyed like, game or most enjoyed episode on? Uh, probably like most enjoyed game. It was a good episode too, for sure. Um, I just really freaking love Prey. <laughs> as evidenced by the fact that it's the thing I chose to bring up almost immediately. <laughs> uh, is there some? Is there something this year that uh, is on this list we covered that you think is you had the most fun with? Or would be a contender for the most fun with? Again, I'm going to ask you to clarify: playing or recording? Uh, let's let's say playing. All right, going to recording might be like Halo. Um, <laughs> remembering some of that. Uh, honestly, out of this, it took forever to play through, but I will always enjoy Divinity: Original Sin Two. Oh yeah, uh, it was constantly a meme throughout podcast history of like. Eventually, we'll play through it, but just a super long RPG. Yeah. Uh, and I was talking with Rachel recently, um, who Justin was the guest on the episode. Yes. Uh, and he would keep saying to Rachel, like, oh, we should be probably done this week. This is the last one. And uh-huh. then we'd find, like, oh, we have to do it like another 10 times. And it just kept going. Yeah. But when it was finally done, it felt really good to have achieved, to have surmounted. Uh, the experience of divinity original sin 2 mm-hmm. and i want to play it again with a different group um just, just because i don't think i can pull you guys back in yeah no i mean i'm a sucker for efficient builds and things like that i don't know if i would do all of the side stuff in a subsequent playthrough but it's just it's such a dedication to the classic isometric like rpg style um and it feels, even though in a lot of ways it's significantly better than those old games, like mechanically, whatever, than like Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights, things like that, it really expands in a lot of ways that uh, 
I didn't fully appreciate till I actually put the time into playing the game. Um, uh, it was super solid. Um, yeah. Is this? I think we talked about it on the episode. Have you excited for Baldur's Gate three when it's fully out? Right with the cla- with the qualifier, yes. Um, since since uh, it's come out, like we finished our D and D campaign, so you know, obviously, I'm distancing myself from D and D a bit, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm excited for when it's completely done, when they're ready to slap the the seal of approval on it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to. It's the same thing as like Subnautica Below Zero. I think it's probably awesome now, and there's a lot of stuff I would enjoy now. But I'm going to love when they can say like, "Hey, we're done with it." Yeah, like uh, mm-hmm. Iceborne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now they said they were done with Iceborne when it came out. To be fair, that didn't release early access, but yeah, but like I definitely slept on that for like a year, yeah. and just recently started playing with people again. Um, I'm still kind of sleeping on it, even though yeah, I, have I, I picked up on that. I picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. There's a lot of um, I played a lot of stuff this year. A lot of stuff in the list. Um. What's been your mainstay throughout the year? I guess this is probably overall the year of returning to Final Fantasy. (laughs) We're going to talk about time spent Mm -hmm. because just a stupid amount of time spent in Final Fantasy 14 with uh, with the the squad, the crew. Um, And I don't know. That's kind that's kind of fun. I think there's pros and cons to having an active MMO um, and that like it eats up a significant amount of your gaming time there's things you're obligated to do right dailies and yeah stuff weeklies and like group events and things like that and that's the expectation right and that's completely fine you sign in on the contract when you are like yeah i'm gonna be there for tuesday raid it's um it's nice to have something consistent though yeah like i'm a part of like the dota boys group chat will be like oh hey who wants to play tonight we don't necessarily have set days uh, some days right. typically work out better than others, but it's nice to, hey, we're all going to spend a couple hours sharing this experience. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we can always like fall back on. Exactly. Like people might like, oh, I'm running errands. Oh, I'm visiting family. Oh, I, I'm i not playing games and just staring at YouTube. <laughs> we can always come back and do the group stuff together. Yeah. I think that's probably why it's my answer for that. Even though I played a lot of nice novel new games, um or in in uh, cubed um uh final fantasy is like where a bunch of friends are playing and this was really the year for playing games with friends i think yeah i i feel like less and less we're playing single player games mm-hmm. it just feels especially in 2020 it feels yeah. really <laughs> weird to kind of like be apart from everything mm-hmm. so like even if people are just on in discord we're playing separate games it's nice to have that communal aspect, but yeah. it's way better if we're actually playing together. Yeah, and you you spearheaded to give you credit. You spearheaded the communal aspect of it uh, to some extent on Discord, trying uh, getting people in for like Fall Guys and Among Us. Like, I don't feel like those games would have exploded as much as they did if people weren't locked in. You know, needing to to have some community interaction. Yeah, that that was all me. 
Mm-hmm. Dave, social guy. <laughs> well, you, you sound like you're downplaying it, but it literally was you throwing out the tags. You and Lando were the two. They would throw out tags for like Among Us. You were spearheading. Like Fall Guys, I think, is literally just your face. <laughs> I think is a Discord reaction. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, like as something that was in the list for 2020, like they did add more content. They're mm-hmm. on like season three now. So season one is like base stuff. Season two is kind of like Knights and Magic where they mm-hmm. added some different game modes. And now it's like winter games. Right. But I got to say, um, one, they're hard as shit. Uh, when I first played, I like didn't pass like four times, like the first yeah. round. I'm like, what's going oh, on? Um, but I definitely need to play more. It's just it's consistently just stupid, simple platformy fun. You mm. complain when people jump into you. You throw your c- controller down in glee when you actually win. Like it feels good. It's just yeah. a nice, fun pickup game. Yeah. No, I I didn't I didn't get on Fall Guys, but I did play Among Us, and um, it's stressful for me to play because oh I'm not God, good yeah. at hit the world games. So like, anytime I was actually imposter, I was like, I'm gonna have a bad time, <laughs> even if I win. I'm going to have a bad time. The one time I was successful due to deceit, it was like against my wife (laughs) and like threw her under the bus or whatever. And I just legitimately felt bad in real life. (laughs) So like weigh the cost, I guess. Um, Yeah, it's, it's definitely weird, but it is fun in a way of like revealing who's shitty at lying. mm -hmm. Like I enjoy when we did hit and roll board games back in the day. Like, right dead of winter because mm-hmm. certain people who were just like shit at lying like had tells right or somebody just changes their mannerism like you don't normally ever speak like this what's going on <laughs> i think like coup is the classical example for me i i can't play coup everyone's the duke everyone's a liar everyone's assassination immune i i can't keep up <laughs> um but yeah, no, it was it was fun playing games uh, with people uh, this year, having engagement there. Um, Did you enjoy playing any guest type episodes, co-op wise? Oh, yeah, yeah, we um, so we had by far, I think, more guest episodes this year than any year previous, um, and then eventually we kind of solidified that as part of our new rotational format, right? Um, Guest a month. Mm-hmm. One guest a month. At Even least. if it's me with like a slight voice alteration, we will have a guest a month. <laughs> we have uh, Dave and friend of the show, Davey. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Davey. I don't know, Davey. Um, do you think people get Davey and Goliath references? No. <laughs> no. I mean, I got that. it, but it's, it's fairly old. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fair. No, I think it was really fun. Um, there's been several times in the past where, like, playing a game, we're like, you know, prepping for an episode or something, and we're like, man, I wish we could get this third person in, you know, or this like this the squad if it's a survival game or something like that. And uh, sometimes, like, we even did play the game with other people, and then be like, and now we're gonna go off in our corner and record an episode about that. It feels weird to like almost be exclusionary in that way it feels good to kind of like break that barrier down and be like hey you guys want to talk about games 
Cool. <laughs> you want to take this conversation we were going to have on Discord and just record it? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> There's a flashing yeah. red light next to your name. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, did anything stand out for you as far as like multiplayer? Like, I had a really good experience playing whatever. Um, so multiplayer stuff to this year, um, beyond like the party games and things like that w- that we mentioned, um, probably be like Gunfire Reborn with Justin and Green Hell with Ian. Those are those are the two standouts, I think, uh, for me. I really enjoyed those. Um, Divinity also, obviously, but I think we had like a weekly get together for that. We're like, all right, it's Friday night, Divinity, let's go, which is fun. I enjoyed that. Um, Saving any listener the trouble of looking it up. Jake did mention every single guest episode that we had that had multiplayer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, that's basically true. If I were to pick one between between all of those, I mean, Divinity is really good. I mean, Divinity is definitely like a long haul story approach. It's essentially like a D and D RPG session. It it goes for a bit. What's funny here though is I almost have to pick Gunfire, just because each of the other games I was playing single player at the same time. Like I had a single player uh, save for Green Hell. I had a single player save for Divinity. Gunfire was just like, let's all load in, go through this roguelike. And it's probably it's patched a lot. I don't know what's been added, but I mean, they added a bunch of stuff since we actually played it. I mean, I'd be fine to go back and play some of that. It was just genuinely entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, here's a little FPS for you. You can upgrade your guns and abilities as you go. I'm like, oh, that seems kind of cool. Yeah. It felt good to be like, oh, I throw poison daggers and they destroy people <laughs> especially if i crit kunai with chain <laughs> yeah no it's fun um but there's there is a there is a large um we we covered some like really good games this year uh you finally got me convinced you convinced me at last uh to play hollow knight that was about midway through the year um to my chagrin because like holy crap how did i not play that yeah, it, any time at any point. It really. One of the best games I've ever played, um, and I also like, slept on it for a very long time. It's so good. The it's platforming so good. is perfect in every single way. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably the way to put it. Man, I. It's really I'm hard to play it at least once a year, probably. Yeah. It's very hard for me to find anything I disagree with, like in Hollow Knight, the aesthetic, the sound design, even deep nest, which I like. <laughs> even deep nest. Even deep nest knows. I literally took the the bug crawling sounds like from deep nest and I reused them for D&D because there was a pit that was like full of like baby purple worms and they were like crawling over each other and stuff. And I had a radial sound like placed above the pit so as people got closer to the pit the sound of these insects crawling gets louder and louder and louder it was great it was freaking great so you're a sick man (laughs) (laughs) hollow knight got me a lot of value this year um it was absolutely legit even the jumping puzzle sections (laughs) yeah it falls under like it feels good to beat it but in the moment you're like fuck fuck oh i was i was so close Mm mm-hmm 
And, and as, as I've said before, like I'm not hugely a fan of platformers. I think looking back on Hollow Knight at the end of the year, I can like confidently say it's completely skewed my expectations of platformers. And like, good luck, everybody, because <laughs> you're competing against Hollow Knight now. You have to wait for Hollow Knight too, and hope it hope it matches up. Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't the only genre groundbreaker for you. Yeah. I know somebody's uh, not typically a fan of roguelikes. That's true. And Jake's looking through the list. Hades, Hades, my dude. Yeah. 1.0 finally came out. It did come out. It's the one thing we haven't had an episode on that we've been talking about or considering for a while. Uh, The redo. Obviously, we had an original. We had the original one, but that was when it was still under development. How do you feel about stuff now? Or do you want to try and save that stuff for an episode? I think that uh, I just give my overall impression. Let me just pour coffee all over the place. I'll just give my overall impression um, that uh, it's probably a game of the year contender. <laughs> like, it's ridiculously good. Yeah. Every time you see it on Steam, it's on sale, which just buy it. Give them all the money, please. But it yeah. then shows like, hey, here are all of these ratings, and they're all nine or above. It's like nine, nine point five, five out of five, five out of five, ten out of ten. Um, because they fucking crushed it, as we've said. Sound design's amazing, character design's great, art assets good, game feels good, progression system's amazing. Mm-hmm. I even played some today. Like, it's so easy to go back to and enjoyable. And there are times I can just appreciate watching somebody else play as well. Yeah. I feel like a good game I can play through, but then also just watch somebody else play it. Hollow Knight's in that same category for me. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing it has similar with uh, or has in common with Hollow Knight is it's also in that space of like genre warping. Like uh, when I look at roguelikes now i'm like hey is your meta progression and your plot and stuff like that developing in such a way that these subsequent runs actually keep me invested in the game um because hades did that for me <laughs> right like how do you feel about binding of isaac <laughs> <laughs> binding of isaac actually was probably the one i put the second most amount of time into and it wasn't a ton well that was just the i want to say the initial one for a lot of people I feel like everyone has Binding of Isaac and has played some Binding of Isaac. Obviously, it doesn't have as deep or rich of a story that you Mm -hmm. unlock as you go. It's more like interesting items into broken combos. Yeah, and I think like the big difference for me is like Binding of Isaac has some meta progression in the form of like unlocking different items unlocking different characters but like hades it just exploded the idea of meta progression all over the place you're like you're getting new dialogue you're getting new weapons you're getting new accessories you're getting further right like i was excited to jump into my new run when i was making my way through hades and it took me like 70 hours and then i finished the epilogue like it was a crazy amount of gameplay that i was all in for like it was a freaking JRPG, basically. Whoa, hold up. For the amount of time like spent on it. Oh, yeah. It was a level of JRPG investment. So I realized I said I was going to be in short 
play Hades. <laughs> Supergiant continues to do it. <laughs> I keep um, joking with Jake that their next game is going to be an FPS. That's where yeah. I see it going. I mean, they very well could. They'd pull it off too. Freaking geniuses. Yeah, I believe it. Um, yeah, I guess um, we also, uh, to mention, we finally capped off the uh, the Dark Souls trilogy. Um, I believe that when we started this podcast, all of them were out. I, I think that's true. I'd have to look up the release date, but... I'm going to do think through there. Okay. Yeah, we have been slowly pacing at one Dark Souls game a year. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. We're both correct. <laughs> they were all out before we started recording. So how does it how does it feel to kind of like cap off that series? Because clearly it's a, you know, big motivating factor for our general aesthetic with what? the podcast. What? Um, it felt good. I feel like I can never do Dark Souls enough justice. But I did spend like a good half hour to an hour on the intro edit. Because like the Dark Souls 3 opening theme for the main menu, you're just like, oh shit. It's got like these resounding sounds in the background. It has like these choral notes that get very aggressive and like it gets mm-hmm. you fueled up for it. So I yeah. mashed that with a metal cover by Richard E.B., Mm-hmm. I think it's Richard. That's right. Um, and it just it sounded so cool, but it felt like I needed to do something. I think I mm-hmm. I did a specific edit for the outro as well, where I mashed some stuff together. It just felt really cool. I actually might go listen to it after this episode. Um, right. But yeah. I mean, it's 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 good to appreciate your creations at the end of the day, and uh, yeah, my kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, where are the kids? <laughs> <laughs> make yourself dinner i'm working on the podcast edit <laughs> no i i think it's kind of i don't know it's it seems somewhat arbitrary to call it like a milestone but it really is right we're through three years in we've covered three mainline dark souls games as well as a smattering of other FromSoft games uh, between everything else um and it's cool i mean like we didn't give up. <laughs> we didn't surrender, <laughs> like that Japanese guy said. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Basically, what I'm saying is, we've got nothing next year. <laughs> there's no Dark Souls. Well, I mean, there's going to be no more Dark Souls canonically, but there mm-hmm. are other heroes off titles that we have not covered yet. Namely, in 2020, Demon Souls. <laughs> the financial investment for the podcast accelerates greatly <laughs> for the PlayStation 5. <laughs> yeah, that is the main thing. Also, like I've been drunken online. I probably would have bought one, but mm. um, not available still as far as I know. Yeah, it's it can be hard to get one. Um, I'm not really also, looking to go the scalp route. It's just at some the- point I do want to play Demon Souls because it it looks fucking gorgeous, and I never got to play the original. Yeah, I'm probably going to trade it similarly, similarly to how I traded PS4, and that like I let some titles prep there, then I buy the console, and it's like bam, five games, like AAA anticipated titles, go for it. Um, just keep just playing Spider Man. 
Spider-Man. It's apparently pretty good. <laughs> yeah. From what I've heard, like I haven't kept up with the series, but every new entry looks good, actually. Yeah. I like the one for PS4. Oh, that was fun. Not in like a Hollow Knight way. Not in like a Doom Eternal way. You talk that was about <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I think this year had a fair amount of uh, maybe a, a bit of disappointment for some major releases. Other ones where it's like muddied waters at the very least. Um, Doom Eternal, I think, was the one release where I was this the sequel that came out this year where I was really freaking and having fun with it. Um, the only negative thing I could mention was like the, the kind of sound mixing controversy where they didn't get a lot of the tracks mixed the way they wanted to for the release. Um, and that kind of impacted the overall OST quality if you look at it. But gameplay wise, I was happy to go back to Doom. No, it was super clean. Again, it's like if something's good, we just want more content out of a sequel. Mm-hmm. I would like they added some stuff to make it more like they gave you like the clawing into stuff. Yeah. With like your meaty fucking gloves and you're just like, I'm on a ledge <laughs> now. Um, but they gave you more verticality too. It just felt like very fun gunplay. That's like the mm-hmm. whole thing. You want to go through and murder and kind of just rip and tear and call it a day. I got to say, I wasn't keen on the, the mid boss guy. Mm-hmm. Who's got the battle axe? Do you remember his name? Are you talking about the Marauders? The Marauders. I thought were yeah. kind of a stupid thing that you had to work around. Um, that's I did that's say, solid. As an aside, uh, it was very recent. It's kind of coincidental. I saw a, uh, a GIF, basically, or like a WebM of an execution against a Marauder. And they use the chain gun with the shield in front of it to like block the Marauder's first attack. And then just like switched quick switch to shotgun unloaded a bunch of damage and instantly executed him and they killed him in like three seconds from the point the fight started i was like i'm playing the game wrong (laughs) yeah uh it it felt like when i got kills on him it was more accidental than like ah yes this is how the mechanic works yeah i wasn't a huge fan of him either we we go into i'm pretty sure we rant about it in the episode actually yeah, um, yeah, I'd believe that. Anything yeah. that I talk about more than once, it stuck with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I will say I picked up the DLC for Doom Eternal, but I haven't played it yet. Okay. Um, do you have any? What's your What's your interest in DLCs for things like this? Because I think it's just more content, like more story expansion and stuff like that. I'm. If it was gifted to me, or if I could just watch somebody play it, that's mm-hmm. my interest. I'm not necessarily interested to buy in to check it out right i wouldn't go out of my way at this point because mm-hmm. i think it would be good i'd probably spend four hours kind of playing around and then eh. whereas yeah. like with bioshock infinite i'm like bioshock infinite's the best game ever i gotta mm-hmm. i gotta play more of that so it was cool to see more pieces of the story come out that i got right. the experience so because doom's kind of like more core gameplay and bioshock is was much more you were invested in the story yeah do you think that's a necessary part to really uh, incentivize you picking up dlc in general you want the next chapter of the book kind of 
yeah. Overall, blanket, yes. Caveat, mm-hmm. Monster Hunter. The story is mm-hmm. shit. I'm there for the <laughs> new monsters and playing with new gear. That's it. Yeah. Man, I skip all the cutscenes. <laughs> Can't skip cutscenes in Monster Hunter. I was like, somebody has like a pirated GameCube to be able to do that shit. Cheat engine attached to process. <laughs> Speed hack. <laughs> See a <ya>, cutscene. <laughs> the dream. I would. I'd pay money for that for like any game. Mm-hmm. Even if they did it maliciously, like, hey, as a, like a little bonus charge, if you don't want cutscenes, two dollars, done. Yeah, right. that's the most con- like uh, Konami style <laughs> practice. <laughs> we'll cut out the uh, the intro title cards for a dollar. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's like renting bowling shoes. Like, oh, did you also want to rent the bowling shoe laces? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to fucking fall off my feet. What about a Doctor Scholl's insert? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He is a doctor. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, I am looking forward most. Obviously, will always be a FromSoft whore until mm-hmm. I die. But Elden Ring is still lurking off in the distance. Yeah. Haven't talked about it for like a year because there hasn't been anything. But I've liked everything else that FromSoft has done, done up until this point. I'm still going to kind of parentheses count. Um, Demon Souls in that, from what I've seen, yeah. Even though it's I mean, matched it, by Blue Point, it looks like it's really good. I yeah. feel like I don't, even, I don't have to play it. There's been enough reviews and critical claim. I've watched to know so many things on Twitch of people playing it that uh, I'm gonna feel really bad when I die to a boss that I know how to cheese. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. But... Yeah, it's kind of funny watching the Vadi video like watching him pick back up obviously because he actually has content and he's like five things you missed in demon souls and i'm like no i didn't <laughs> right? like, i would have to own the console that this game is an exclusive for in order to miss this as a brief aside talking about vadi oh uh, you remember zero lenny yeah mm-hmm. did you see his demon souls video i don't think i have yet i'm not i don't want to spoil it for you now but check it out. <laughs> There's a lot of good references in there. Also, his stuff's just choice. I literally Zero. just stopped by the stream yesterday because he's doing something mm-hmm. in Dark Souls series modded. I was just on there for five minutes. Didn't even say anything. Somebody gifted me like a, a month subscription. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> but it's always cool to see that community in action for Dark Souls because yeah. they care about the game. They care about people who play about the game. Whether you're mm-hmm. doing a speed run or a specific type of run, people are so supportive. Like, hey, here's how you can do this. Like, they have videos and guides on how to like switch out rings on an elevator. Yeah, and I'm just like, I have trouble doing basic things. This is fun <laughs> to watch. It's cool. I'd have to check out one of those guides because people who do quick like inventory management, they're like, snap, 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 snap. Like, I have no idea what you're doing. Is he just is he pressing pause three times? Now? Come on. <laughs> I open my inventory and die. That's the <laughs> second step of the process. Um, but no, that's that's great. I would say that's in contrast to um, one of the other things that happened this year, which was uh, Nintendo continued to poop all over the Smash community, <laughs> like pretty consistently <laughs> through a good chunk of it. Counterpoint: Sephiroth, all sins forgiven, baby. <laughs> As I play Sephiroth, and you. I'm going to play Sephiroth tonight, and you are going to be like, I got to stop playing Sephiroth. 
snap, 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 snap. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a. I, I saw like a GIF of um, a couple Sephiroths that approached, did some shields and stuff, and like snap, snap, snaps. And then it cut to a GIF of like, I think it was The Simpsons or someone, someone backing away from the camera snapping. <laughs> it was very much accurate, but. No, I mean, I don't get me wrong. Smash Ultimate. We've been playing for about as long as we've been recording this podcast. Yeah, it's how we relieve the tension because uh, Jake's wife tell me, tells me that sexually is not an option. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, aggressively through video games. There we go. Video games. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of a, there's a line somewhere. It's like in a Western or something like that. I, I can't even remember where I heard this from, but it's like one cowboy is talking to another and it's like, so uh, your wife tells me you've been shooting blanks. That was it. That was the full line. <laughs> I was like, oh man. I think it was, I think I might've heard it in like a radio show or something is one of those like lines they would clip out and then just have like a button for. I don't know. It was definitely irreverent. Um, Such a weird yeah. turn of phrase. That's, come into the ecosystem <laughs> it has it has layers for sure um yeah does no. anything come out for you in 2020 even if we haven't gotten to it or had a chance to play I have to, take, I have to take like a look at the um at a list honestly the list that i made here at the bottom <laughs> <laughs> i mean those aren't things oh it, it came out 2020 sorry i heard 2021 like next year I was like, oh, I, I have no idea what's coming out next year. Um, I mean, obviously Half-Life Alex. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Um, Valve managed to simultaneously create another Half-Life game, which I don't think, again, anybody expected. Yeah, would expect. But then also, they managed to not continue the story of Half-Life <laughs> beyond where it ended at Half-Life episode, Half-Life Two episode two. So they subsequently like disappointed and excited <laughs> the masses. Yeah. I still think a lot of people did appreciate it. Like mm-hmm. it is Half-Life in a VR thing. And yeah. I heard it was pretty good. Yeah. Valve oh, Index funny. looked pretty good if you could get one. But like if you bought one right now, I think you'd be waiting three months before they shipped it. <laughs> and you'd be out a grand. <laughs> Yes, also also agreeing with the accessories. Which, I mean, the government's not even going to give you that much, so... No. Mm-hmm. No. I think that's why they're, <laughs> they're vetoing the bill. Do you want them to have Valve indexes? Do you want every American to have... No, we don't. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> that, Despite how ridiculous that is, that could just... It seems as plausible as, as whatever reason they probably picked for it. But, but yeah, no, it's, it is cool to see that uh valve still makes games <laughs> right like um it'll be i feel like as long as they continue to do this right like one of the things i liked about this was they dropped it like here's the announcement and the game's just going to come out right so even going back to like elden ring um part of me wishes they'd never even did the original teaser because I just think back eight years to when another game was referenced <laughs> in an initial teaser <laughs> and they're like, Hey, get hyped for this. And everybody was like, we are at a hundred percent hype captain. We cannot withstand the pressure. 
and then eight years pass and disappointment. Um, I don't want to see that for Elden Ring. I agree. I definitely agree because I want it to be good and awesome and to love it as if it were my own child. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when they tease Sekiro and they just kind mm-hmm. of gave you the prosthetic arm, everyone's like, what is this? Yeah. So it was really, it's fun to theory craft. So I it like is, teasing yeah. in that aspect because it builds anticipation. What are we talking about? Um, <laughs> I, laughing at I was completely in, I was completely it was mainly if it wasn't for the facial reaction on cam you wouldn't have gotten uh, the joke that's how bad it was um, no it's fair but yeah so, I like the theory crafting aspects of more content coming out mm-hmm. or be like hey what do you think is going to happen next if we're talking about an right. anime or something that I'm following with people Being part I of guess it gives you it gives you something to latch on to right you're just like you're not at risk of thinking that like from software just stopped coming into the office and their computers are gathering dust, you know, like there's just cobwebs (laughs) covering everything, you know, something's going on in the background. Maybe it's worth it for that. Yeah. Um, In the same way, I want a, a teaser from Kojima productions at some point. Yes. Cause I don't think that's their only project. (laughs) Right. For their sake. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Hopefully they're not stranded. To death. (laughs) Give you credit on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm sure it'll be good though. They've they've really. I'm not sure that it'll be good. I can't say that anymore. People who thought I thought that was sure it'd be good. I'm still recovering. (laughs) That's basically what I'm talking about. People who don't follow video games are like, "What's wrong with this Jake? (laughs) Why won't he tell us what he's talking about? Why won't he tell us what he's talking about?" So are, I think, oh, are you sorry. optimistic for anything in 2021 game wise? No. Oh, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm not actually sure what all is on the, um, what's slated to come out. So I'm going to need to do some research to see what my, my hot pickups are, but a lot of it was concentrated in this year. So I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Do you have anything, anything there? I basically have a backlog. Like I'm about to buy four or five games on Steam. I mean, I have some things that are in the works, so to speak. By in the works, I mean um, with Amazon delivery services currently. <laughs> right. I picked up some games for PS4. You'll find out what they are later. Yeah. <laughs> from Dan's recommendation and our um, previous episode, I did pick up Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm-hmm. It was on sale. And I was like, ah. Next, you just use the PS4 again. So, like, yeah, we will be checking that out. But I think a lot of the things that are on my games radar do not have set release dates. Yes, that again yeah, being that's... Elden Ring and motherfucking Tunic, Microsoft. Yeah. Please, it looks adorable. Just let me play it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I I really just want uh, people to take as much time as possible for their games now. Yeah. No I mean, reason. I was again. personally just looking Not forward to playing again. another low poly game so close to each other. Yeah. Actually, you know what I'm that looking forward right? to? No. Okay. Yeah, that was fine. It was a, it was a it qualified as a joke. I was looking through the the list here. Two things, three things. Mm-hmm. Top. 
Deathloop, which I already mentioned oh, yeah. uh, previously. I'm excited. Like good I like Arcane. They made Dishonored seem pretty good. I wasn't super hot on the last cutscene, but they have room to fix it. Psychonauts 2 is still slated for next year. Oh, really? They did email me the other day saying, hey, here's an update for our backers. I'm like, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> Technically, my, uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 might come out, and that could be a game. And Near Replicant. Oh, what are they doing <laughs> that on? So I don't actually even know what platforms it's coming out on, but it's release date's April 23rd of next year. So we shall see. I mean, it's probably not going to be for PS3, so um, I will probably <laughs> pick it up. Again, this being with like the Demon Souls remake, uh, I'm looking forward to playing something that I never got to play that will hopefully be remastered in a way. Near Replicant, obviously being the predecessor to Near Automata, mm-hmm. Automata Pia. Um, but a PS4, Xbox One, and Steam mm-hmm. are the release consoles for it. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, getting a PS3 to go back and experience that just for lore reasons seems like a lot. Also, from what I heard from some friends, it was a little more grindy back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully they can polish that but still be true to the story. Although yeah. like that, he's just made good stuff in general. Yoko Taro, mm-hmm. at least from what little I've experienced. So that was not even on my radar. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. No, I mean, we'll definitely, we'll definitely have to take a look and see what's, um, what's coming up. It seems like there's a couple big ones and I don't know what's in the, uh, slightly fewer A's than triple A space, but, um, <laughs> we'll keep an hey, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it at least. Uh, I don't know any um, words of wisdom for the year. Now that uh, we're we're capping it off at the end, played games with friends. Anybody who's listening to this at the very minimum stayed alive this long. So, congrats on that. Um, hmm. I really do not plan for these. So, being put on the spot, I'm like fair. fuck. In general, I'm not going to keep saying 2020 is a shit year for everybody, Hmm. but it was. Everyone knows that. (laughs) Um, All I can really hope for is that if you're listening to this, you're only if you're listening to this, Mm -hmm. that you are doing well. We take care of our own. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a listener? Here's some soup. Otherwise, you get a slap. (laughs) But yeah, we hope that you've had a chance to kind of game and relax with friends amidst all this bullshit. Yeah. And hopefully if you've listened to an episode, maybe you've heard about a game you didn't know about before. And maybe you check it out again. We do this just because we like games. Um, and we need a hobby about talking about mm-hmm. them once a week. So this gives our lives structure. Hopefully you get something out of it as well. Yeah. It's it's it really is for the community. If you people if you guys people listening to this need to reach out over this holiday season, Christmas, New Year's, whatever, talk about games, talk about whatever, talk about what you're going through. Happy to hear. Glad to talk. Um, we'll get through it together. So stay positive, but not that positive. <laughs>
I like the other Death Stranding reference you made there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, as always, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Chanukah, and the other one, Kwanzaa, right? Yeah. I don't remember what Kwanzaa is. I think Hanukkah's over now. I should know, but happy, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. Be well, get fat, and we'll talk to you soon. As always, we'll see you in the next one. Happy holidays.